Malachi. 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 Yeah, but who can't do that? So the Fans Unite Huddle is brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play, everyone can win, and always where Darius can dab. My name is James Graham. I am your host, your moderator, the man with the cattle prod, and I am surrounded by some of the finest minds in social sports data. I'm extremely happy to welcome back for a second week in a row the appropriately sized poppy, Duncan McIntyre. Hey, boys. Good to be here. And uh, I'm also very happy to welcome the appropriately sized stats guru. Are we all appropriately sized? Today? Neither big or too small. Excellent. <laughs> Just the size of Montreal. Remember that song? No. Oh. He's, the, appro- he's yeah, the appropriately yeah, sized John Ingleby. Hello. And uh, then uh, rounding out this uh, cast of characters. <laughs> you just missed me drooling on myself. That's a good start. During my the... intro, come on. That's Have a, good... a little respect. It's a good start to the podcast. Go ahead, James. And here, looking Foaming at the mouth, looking for a little RESPECT, just the appropriate amount of RESPECT, is uh, your friend and mine, the nicest man in social sports data, Darius Igdami. Hey, everyone, live here from New York City NFL Draft 2017. Do do do, do do do. This just in John Ingleby has still not been traded. Yeah, no one wants him. No one wants me. <laughs> I can't drum up a market. I've been self-promoting like crazy. His agent's going to start leaking info. Oh, 28 teams want him. Price, <laughs> price, price, price war here. Somebody call Adam Schefter quick. Uh, okay, gentlemen, I guess you know, uh, the best lead-in possible, the NFL draft uh, in about 48 hours from now from the city of brotherly love. So it feels very familiar here. You know, I'm surrounded by brotherly love. Philadelphia. Gentlemen, your top three picks for uh, this year's NFL draft. Now you don't have to go with the uh, the teams. Just go the you, the guys you're like really solid on, or you can go with the top three teams as well. Yeah. Um, what you got, Dar? Well, we got Miles Garrett, obviously number one. Probably the only like true game changer. Although there's been a lot of people talking about how a he's lazy. Warren Sapp talking well, smack. But it's not just Shannon Warren Sapp. Sharp talking smack. Yeah. yeah. They're saying he disappeared against the big teams. He didn't play as many. You know, good players as like a Derek Barnett did. But uh, take this with a grain of salt. I mean, uh, Warren Sapp said the exact same thing with Jadavian Clowney when he came out. So did he? Same exact talk. Pretty much word for word. Actually, like, oh, not worth the number one pick. Oh, he makes four plays a game. Why like, so old, old man yells. Know. Old man yells at draft picks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's like an old has been broke NFL player. Yeah, broke ex NFL player. Recently, he's got a lot to be mad about. Hall of Fame at least. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we got Miles Garrett, obviously number one. I think from there, from two to like twenty. Could literally be anyone. Yeah, anyone. it's a really, really deep draft class, which doesn't really play well into the hands of a team like San Francisco, who yeah. would be ideally looking to draft back and accumulate more picks because there's not really a clear number two guy, number well, three guy. There are rumors that there are, they have been in discussion with uh, several teams about getting rid of that too. But those rumors have been started by John Lynch. Because <laughs> John yeah. Lynch has got nothing better to do yeah. this week. There, so I don't there, think there I'm, is talk recently, uh, like further back in the top ten, uh, that Cleveland wants to trade up from twelve to make sure they get their guy Trubisky. at quarterback yeah. after having picked Garrett. At so one, they might so. they might go from twelve to they string to five or six and take uh, Trubisky, get well, their Khalil I, Mack, David Carr, and actually that would make the most sense. I know we're talking about it later, really teams that would be looking to trade down, but. Tennessee makes a lot of sense at five because they yeah. ideally would be looking for a wide receiver, and I don't really Jets see any. Jets at six as well. Jets at six maybe. Unless, they, Jets, unless they really want a QB. If the Jets, exactly. I feel like actually that might be who uh, the Browns want to get in front of. Exactly. 
because the Jets obviously they're not going to turn Hackenberg. <laughs> yeah. So and Tennessee loves to trade and accumulate picks. So yeah, I could totally see Cleveland jumping up to five. Because um, you know who you're going are any guys really going to go off at wide receiver? You know, John Ross, Corey Davis, Mike Williams. Yeah, which one? You know, Cooper Cup. In none the of them were, None of them was worth the the five overall. So yeah. But um, again, like. You know, Jonathan Allen was. They're talking about him at number two a while ago. He has a shoulder injury. They're talking about Ruben Foster being number two next to to Bowman. He then, not, he just he just got uninvited from the NFL draft. Yeah, so I he, mean, I think he probably still goes in the you know maybe second. Oh, he should go in the second. Yeah. You're getting a top ten top ten talent. Who yeah. goes Who goes first, McCaffrey or uh, Fournette? I still think Fournette's going first. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Fournette goes second overall to the 49ers. Yeah, the only, I think the only chance that McCaffrey has of going ahead of Fournette is if Carolina trades up. Apparently Carolina is just smitten with uh, Christian McCaffrey. Right. And the, the fact that he'd be able to both you know, take on the load as a runner and then also fill uh, the needed slot receiver for them. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Which athlete. is believable because he's, I mean, he's awesome out of the backfield running routes. So. Yeah, we got to watch him live uh, last year at the Pac-12 Championship in Santa Clara. And this kid's amazing. Yeah. Obviously, amazing. you know, runs in the family. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think Fournette still goes ahead of him because I think Fournette could go two or three. Yeah. Two, two not three. Sorry. Yeah, you guys might take him. Yeah, we might I'd, take I'd, him. I'd too, so. He's kind of the only like safer type pick. Like, you know what you're going to get with him. He could be, he's probably going to be a thousand yard back in the NFL and then maybe turn into like a AP type. I don't see it, but maybe. Maybe, maybe Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Maybe, yeah. Jacksonville at four. If, if, yeah. for, like, if he's trying to like, they're trying to scoop someone. Yeah. So I think I think he goes top five. So if Niners take Fournette, what happens to Hyde? Well, he's probably going to get injured anyway. True. He's yet to play a full season. He'd be the best backup running back in the NFL. Yeah. So. That's a nice one-two punch. Let's not front on that. <laughs> Except I mean, they don't have an O line, any wide receivers, or a quarterback. So I guess Hyde Hyde can catch. So Hyde can catch. Yeah. Fournette not so much. And we have Dewan Harris who can catch. Great, that's right. Actually, yes. he was a pretty good signing this yeah. offseason. And you know back. Shanahan likes to have a couple running backs there. So, yeah, I could see Fournette going. Like I said, like Jonathan or Jonathan Allen could be there. Ruben Foster could be there. Jamal Adams could be there. Like any of these guys. Yeah. You have no idea. But all the talk lately is Solomon Thomas yeah. from Stanford going yeah. to you guys. So, uh, I mean, he seems like a solid prospect too. If you're not going to deal down. I love, I love Stanford. They're my team. But I just don't see it with this kid. Like he's he's – amazing like he's good i just don't see him being like a game changer number two i feel like nfl linemen will will handle him yeah i mean he's been productive every year he's been there he was a highly touted recruit turned down a bunch of offers from bigger schools to go play at stanford yeah he's got a good head on his shoulders for whatever that counts for in yeah. the draft process you're not dealing with any character concerns or things of that nature but uh and he's one yeah of i mean i guess he's kind of a tweener but a lot of these defensive ends yeah. are around that like six three two seventy He's a bit you of know, a tweener, yeah. Which is my one concern about him. And do you re- not reach, but do you take a guy at number two who could potentially be a tweener? And I know this isn't what you're looking for. Obviously, that high up, you're looking for the disruptive pass rushers like the Von Millers of the world. But he is good against the run. Yeah. You know, uh, solid um, can play two gap. Well, if you need so, if you need it, and you're not getting Garrett, that's the, legitimately the next and best m- choice. Moving to the four three, you guys will need someone on the edge. Obviously, yeah. uh, Armstead. Aaron Lynch, Buckner, garbage. Yeah. But, I mean, that's another reason why. It, is it weird to keep going defensive end year after year yeah. in round one? That's why I see maybe them going in the secondary. You know, they're going to look at uh, Jamal Adams, Malik Hooker, or I know your, you know your favorite, Marshawn Lattimore, but I still think they, they would like Jamal Adams a bit better. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they just lost Tremaine Brock, who's your top corner, right? So that would definitely fill a need for them. I think Lattimore is the number one corner. Yeah. I know you don't like him as much, but... 
I like him. I just great, don't like great him physical him. tools. I agree. He's a little grabby sometimes when he panics, but uh, what rookie corner isn't? Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting though. I think there's a lot of there's so much quality secondary uh, guys that are that are probably going to go top ten. Like you look at Chicago. Uh, Tennessee, but to some of those, I feel maybe like San, maybe San, yeah, again, the aforementioned San Francisco. I feel, I feel, I feel like best. something that's p- helping maybe prop up some of the the remaining top corner prospect is like the major injury to Sidney Jones, yeah. and then uh, Tease Tavor running way slower than people may yeah. have expected. So I feel like you know maybe if you're near the top and you you're wanting a, you're needing a corner, maybe yeah. that class has like trimmed down a little bit yeah. at the very top there. Because I think the you know, ideally San Francisco takes like a corner in the second and hopes someone like a Kevin King or Sidney Jones falls. Yeah. But the problem is... Well, Sidney Jones the, is looking at a yeah. pretty long recovery period. Four to six months, they said. Yeah. Second um, or third second round. Or third. Yeah. But those guys are someone you could take in the second round and the guy from Colorado, the CB from Colorado. Um, but the problem with oh, this... Adore, yeah. Yeah, Adore Jackson. No, no, that's the USC. Oh. But the problem with um, Stanford or San Francisco taking a CB in the second round is they need a quarterback in the second round. They need to get a... Mahomes or, or Deshaun Kaiser at that point, right? So they might reach to get a cornerback. Uh, and Mahomes, who might not even be there now. Yeah. He keeps pushing up people's draft boards. They're talking about him maybe even like a 13 to Arizona. Well, a couple of mocks I've seen have had three quarterbacks go in the top 15, yeah. which a lot of people weren't projecting as recently as a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's, it's, it's fluctuated often because early on it was uh, Watson, Trubisky, and, and Kaiser um, going top 15. And then there's sort of where Trubisky would be like the only guy in the top 15. And yeah. then they're talking about uh, then Mahomes is coming into play. And then um, there's the one other Davis uh, yeah. from Cal. Yeah. I think Peterman's actually supplanted Davis now from Pittsburgh. Um, it's all moving so fast. Too, too fast yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know which one's better. Peterman, Mahomes. I think I actually like, like Mahomes. So Peterman, Peterman, Mahomes, Kaiser, like that kind of secondary group. Mahomes looking to break the mold of, of spread quarterbacks failing in the, in yeah. the pros. Well, yeah. that's, that's also an interesting thing. It's like Mahomes say, like Mahomes to KC, then stick him with Andy, learn from Andy Reid, yeah. um, stick him behind Alex Smith, who is now at this stage you know, well, someone that you can probably learn a little from. Earlier, people were saying Deshaun Watson might fall all the way to KC. Yeah. Now it doesn't look like that'll happen. But one of the quarterbacks will. Unless I think that, that's I, the, I who's ass- going to be the Aaron Rodgers of this year's yeah. draft, gentlemen. I would I would assume it would be Kaiser, but yeah, I'm not sure. I guess all it takes is one front office man to fall in love with the yeah. Candidate. With with Rodgers, it wasn't a, a heavy quarterback class. Like mm-hmm. now, there's this one. There's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of quarterbacks, but none of them are like stars. With uh, Aaron Rodgers, it was Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith, the only two quarterbacks worth taking in the first round. So when one got taken at number one overall, you knew you knew the second one was going to fall to the twenties. So who's trading down? Uh, I think Everyone. Like, yeah, like you said, I think the Niners would like to. I don't think they were, they're going to be able to get the haul they wanted, like kind of like what Philly paid up for Carson Wentz last year and what um, St. Louis paid for Goff. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't think there's going to be anything as gratuitous as that because there's, no de- there's no desperate needs. Yeah, I would say Tennessee is most likely to move down at 5 to 12. Yeah, or, or even from their second pick that they have. Uh, there's 18 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Kansas City move up. Uh, I don't see Carolina. I know Carolina loves McCaffrey. I don't see them moving up to get him. I mean, you, you have to be that. Like that's the kind of thing I would expect out of Jerry Jones. Yeah, that's that's the de- that's the desperation level move that you would expect from uh, you know like I've got such a hard on for him that uh, you know we're gonna mortgage the farm to move up like a couple of draft spots. Well, Dallas needs help uh, at safety. Now, you know, Barry Church is gone and um, 
I mean, and then arguably too. I mean, we'll see what Jalen Smith, yeah. uh, what kind of shape he's in. Yeah. Uh, the last I heard, he still had issues with it, a nerve damage in his foot. Yeah, drop foot, which I had never actually googled before, but yeah. it's a problem with lifting you'll the front. You learn new things every yeah, day. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's a problem with lifting the front portion of your foot, which sounds pretty pretty important, Crucial, yeah. right? So, but the, uh, Dallas has had. Um, They've done well with those UConn secondary players. Yeah, Byron Jones. And, yeah. yeah. And there's going to be one sitting them for them like right at, at yeah, their spot, that's right. Uh, Melon, Melon Fonwu. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to take him. Well, here, here's one. Why not Jabril Peppers? Diluted sample or yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, people are like, Peppers had been talked about being like a early to mid-round pick at one point. At yeah, one point team, was rated team, as yeah. the top safety. Teams are going to be shying away from him in a huge way. I, I, it, it, it seems like a very Jerry Jones thing to do. And if Jerry's going to do something stupid this year. There's a ton of guys who are going to be impacted by uh, character concerns and domestic incidents and yeah, all the rest I, of it. Right? I was actually I was reading somewhere that uh, at least one scout was like, this was the most concerning draft in terms of uh, red flags, in terms of character and drugs and things of that nature that they'd come across in quite some time. And I think, too, just the the fact that it's now a point of emphasis. So I think there's more scrutiny being paid to it. And so, yeah, it, it does seem like these things are coming up more often because I think teams are paying more attention to it and it's making bigger headlines, uh, especially when, you know, there's disturbing videos of guys punching out women and stuff at yeah. bars. So, uh, yeah. That stuff makes its way around pretty pretty quickly. Jabril's kind of more of a, a bit of a gadget type defensive player, which you don't hear too often. So I don't see him fitting the Dallas. Yeah. Well, he's in, like he's, he's he's a nickel guy. He can he can play linebacker. I mean, he can even return punts. Yeah, but I so. mean, everyone would look at you know Tyrone Matthew. I mean, that's like a pretty normal comparison for him and how how he can impact a game. Yeah, I, don't I think, think it would be it could be a similar impact for Peppers. Yeah, yeah. and again, I don't think the expectation was there with the Honey Badger that. Uh, that he was going to be as good as he was when he finally uh, had the time to play. Yeah. He also had huge character concerns. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes they pay off. Sometimes they don't. Uh, Speaking of huge character concerns, uh, Joe Mixon. Nope. I mean, not that that I enjoy talking about uh, awful people, but you know that the talent's there. So the question is, where's he going and when? In in a recent poll of uh, 16 uh, NFL uh, front office executives, uh, one one of them ranked Joe Mixon as the best player overall in the entire draft. What? Yeah, really. Yeah, and he might go undrafted. And he, I mean, I don't buy that he'll go undrafted. I think someone will take a chance on him yeah. because of that level of talent. If you have scouting reports like that, and a, a guy in your scouting department like is in love with this guy, I think, yeah, I think you probably are okay with parting with like a fifth. But so many of these teams are um, like a hundred percent against. You know, domestic violence and, for and sure. hitting women, and like he punched a woman. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely bad image, yeah. but he's kept his nose clean for the last two years. That video was in 2014. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, not at all condoning the behavior yeah, yeah. or anything, but at the same time, at a certain point, dude, NFL teams have overlooked horrible transgressions yeah. before yeah. for talent, and I don't think I don't think anything's changed. Yeah. I, think I think if you're a baller, people want you on the team. I think he's on. He's off. Like maybe I would say at least half teams draft boards, yeah, like totally off, not even considering him, and then the, the but, other half. Will and look they, at him. I haven't probably got him like mid, mid you know, mid like round. four or five, like four, yeah. five, six. Someone, and, will get, someone will get a steal. And there's still still a ton of rumors. I mean, like uh, the the Eagles are rumored to be interested in him. That would be an interesting spot. I think whomever they get at yeah. running back this year is going to have a lot more room with uh, Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey on the outside clearing yeah. out 
space in the middle and demanding a little more attention than Jordan Matthews and uh, Nelson Aguilar. Right, Nelson Aguilar. Because yeah. that's a really intimidating line and of And then, players. too, even, even the Raiders were rumored to be possibly interested in him. Reggie McKenzie likes him as a prospect. Yeah. Obviously, any team that takes him is going to have to have a good nucleus in place to like keep him in, keep him in line and have coaches set very clear boundaries, but uh, the, he's definitely still a talented runner. Well, and yeah. and it's, it's, it's weirdly open season, too, because you're only just in the last day or two seeing – hi, Kobe. Uh, you're only seeing uh, Gillis, uh, Mike Gillisley um, getting uh, in with New England, uh, Adrian Peterson uh, signing with the Saints. Like, there's a turnover the, – the, the slow trickle of running backs is beginning to uh, – you know, coalesce uh, in terms of signings. Yeah. So you're gonna. It's forcing people's hands to a certain degree. Hey, the the deadline for Marshawn Lynch apparently the the draft. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if we don't address, if we don't uh, end up signing him, we'll be addressing this next week one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I'm sure we'll be uh, taking someone in the draft. One guy who I actually like is that uh, Deontay Foreman, uh, yeah. big back out of Texas. Yeah, he's a big. He's good. Yeah. Again, where does he go though? Third. Yeah, maybe late second, early third. Yeah, early third would be great for us if we took him there. The thing about um, Joe Mixon and the Rangers that you talked about earlier, Vegas, Vegas, throw a guy like that in Vegas. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Value added bonus. Yeah. Is Jerry Jones going to do something stupid? No. Is he, is, are we are we at that point now where I know because Jerry's son was the one that prevented the uh, the Johnny Manziel incident. It's like there's a. Uh, I mean, I felt I feel like he he for the most part hasn't meddled recently, and then yeah. obviously it's a tough time to really start knocking the Cowboys' draft habits when last year they knock it out of the park with Zeke and Dak, and yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are actually questioning taking Zeke that early, right? But they won that big time. It, I, I mean, it makes sense. You have you build this amazing offensive line, and then you get the best running back, yeah, the when, best running back we, available to take advantage of it. Maybe maybe that's what Donald Trump needs to do. He just needs to clone. The Dallas Cowboys offensive line. There's your wall. <laughs> no, I don't think they're. I think they're actually going to have a good draft. There's going to be a lot of guys back there. Um, like a, maybe, like we said, maybe like a Derek Barnett. A couple linebackers are going to be there for Vanderbilt, uh, Houston. But I think they go for Malawafu. They like the, the Connecticut secondary, so that's my pick for Dallas. I feel like they need like some some D linemen too, so yeah. that that wouldn't hurt. Some yeah, big D linemen to help clog up the run too. Yeah. Do you think we'll see any uh, actual roster-bound players make any moves over the uh, over the draft? Uh, Malcolm Butler as a uh, as a prime example. I know the uh, the Saints are still interested in trying to get their hands on him, if at all possible. I was convinced that this deal was going to happen because there was so much smoke, and you know, obviously the the sort of burned bridges uh, by the Patriots having signed Stephon Gilmore to the big deal, which with money that presumably Butler would have thought was owed to him after a, a year of exceptional play, but. Uh, uh, it looks like the Saints are pretty attached to their picks right now. The latest, all the latest out of uh, New Orleans suggests that they're pretty attached to having their four, you know, four picks in the top seventy-five. I think yeah. that they have, uh, and are okay with with you know making those picks rather than giving up one and paying a ton of money to Butler. Malcolm Butler. So, yeah. which in a way it's kind of good for the Pats, though. Man, they're built to be Wait heavy now. favorites again in the AFC, and yeah. you know probably to win it all. Uh, I mean, I don't. That's a great cornerback tandem to have. So weird hearing you say that, that you know, they're probably going to win it all when your boys are so close. Have you? We're, I mean, we're going to be in the mix. <laughs> uh, Duncan, do you have anything positive to say about this year's NFL draft? Uh, the only player I've heard of before today was Fournette, so no. <laughs> That's okay. But he looks good, so, you know, that 
I just want to trade our second pick for Garoppolo. Is that too much to ask? Yes. I mean, and, and I would do it. Again, all the recent suggestions are that uh, the Pats, regardless of the offer, won't trade Garoppolo. The number two overall, you don't think so? Okay, no, okay. You could trade the two yeah. overall, sure, but you guys aren't going to do that. Why not, though? He's better than Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, I we said it before. It. Wouldn't we rather trade a first-round pick than have any of these quarterbacks? So yeah. if you were going quarterback, wouldn't you rather just give up your first-round pick that you were going to use on one of these guys for yeah. Garoppolo? But a guy who's learned in the in, behind Brady for three years? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Gentlemen, do you have any other thoughts on the uh, draft, or are we, uh, shall we move on? No, let's move on. I think it'll be a it'll be a fun. Thursday. We'll have we'll have lots to talk. Yeah, it'll be a fun Thursday. We'll have lots to talk about next week. So, uh, moving on to the magic of the hard court and the NBA, Steve Kerr gone, looking like for the remainder of the playoffs. Now, uh, do you think uh, that's going to have uh, any effect on the uh, Warriors' mojo, or can uh, Mike Brown lead the uh, boys uh, into battle uh, sufficiently? Who? Mike Brown. Mike Brown. <laughs> Mike Brown's the biggest plug coach in the NBA. Hey, well, he was a former yeah. coach of the year. Yeah, because of LeBron. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, he does have all the head coaching credentials. Yeah. He's got the experience. He's been to the finals. Yeah, you know, he's, he's checking there. a lot of boxes for an assistant guy. Yeah. So. And um, just learning from <laughs> Kerr all year. I think you learn a lot. I, yeah. lo- I love Kerr. You yeah. saw with Luke Walton, everything he learned from Kerr. Um, Mike Brown's obviously learned a lot. I don't like it. I don't think it's going to really affect their championship hopes. They're so. too good anyways. They'll yeah. still run the West. So. And, I mean, I, I don't know if this is just coach speak, obviously, from Steve, but, uh, you know, saying all the right things, saying that Mike Brown was making all the right coaching decisions, he was, you know, um, preempting uh, Steve Kerr when he was watching the game, like, oh, you should get this guy in, and Mike Brown did it, you know, uh, yeah. pretty much when he, when yeah. he wanted him yeah. to. So it sounds like they're they're pretty in sync. Is there any word on how long Kerr could be out? Oh, he, the, well, the, the initial discussion that he'd be out at least for the series, and then they'd actually, they've run it out now that he's he's does not feel confident um, being on the bench. He doesn't want to affect them if he's not 100%. So he's like, they're like, I'm unless I can guarantee that I am like 100%, then I'm, I'm, Which again I'm is, is probably a, is the classy and right move, I think, just to not be a distraction to the team. And obviously, if you're on the bench and suddenly having weird back spasms and yeah. things, it's kind of a weird injury. I'm not exactly sure. I guess it's just complications from the back surgery that he had previously. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's causing headaches and nausea. Yeah. It makes sense. Your spinal fluid, obviously, it's all yeah. connected. I but, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he's actually done coaching after this year. Really? Yeah. If, if he's uh, there's been a couple quotes released by him. If he doesn't. Uh, get back to where he knows he's going to be there for every game he's not going to coach anymore wow and i think from how it sounds he's being affected with migraines and headaches and feeling nauseous it's tough coming out and saying you know if ever you have the option of doing back surgery or not doing back surgery don't do back surgery it clearly regrets the The decision decision it's too bad because i really think like if he does if he's able to coach the next decade he's going to go down in history as one of the best coaches oh absolutely Uh, i really like him uh, speaking of dudes that are broken, uh, with Rajon Rondo out, do you think the uh, the Celtics have the edge in that uh, series oh, man, with we, the Bulls right now? We've already seen it. We've already seen the series totally turn around. Uh, you know, I, all of us were talking Bulls sweep uh, after the first two games and the momentum they built with Rondo, and then mysteriously, suddenly he's got this broken finger, and it's all gone downhill for the Bulls. Honestly, the Celtics could 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 take the next two. I wouldn't be surprised. But it, it no, did, no one seems capable of co- covering Isaiah Thomas. In the last twenty four hours, though, uh, Rondo was actually out taking jumpers. 
the prior, ca- prior to the last game. There, yeah. is, there is talk that if absolute desperation kicks in, Rondo could like, come back and play in just like six or game in, seven. In those same quotes that they're saying he's wincing every time he touches the ball, it's yeah. a long shot. Yeah. I mean, I, at best, if maybe if they get it to seven, maybe you see him in game seven, but even then probably not at 100%. He was playing at just a crazy exceptional level. It's, yeah. it's remarkable he didn't start all year for them. Yeah. he. Um, I think we talked about this last week. He was the reason the Celts won the championship. When he was there, he was the MVP, I think. Even though you had the big three in Rondo, it was it was Rondo that was the glue. And he's clearly the glue here again. Yeah. I mean, you look at who they've tried to replace him with. Michael Carter-Williams was a total scrub and fouled out in the first, like, five minutes of playing. And then... uh, Isaiah Kinnan. Isaiah Kinnan actually played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Who... uh, Sorry, they're Jerry and Grant. Yeah. Uh, Also was struggling and scored no points in however many minutes of play. Oops, sorry. Um yeah, Kanan might be the silver lining, the unexpected player out of nowhere who, who you know, kind of helped contain Isaiah a little bit, but I don't think they really have too much hope at this point. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Breaking news. This just in. With the third overall pick in the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Kobe Mitchell Trubisky. Ooh. Makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, gentlemen, we've had some feedback on via social media uh, former guest on the podcast, uh, Sam, the boss man, Chan, uh, wants to know if we can do an entire segment on his man, Myers Leonard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said my man and Myers Leonard in the same sentence, Sam. Sam, I hope you're listening. Although he's had some pretty beastly dunks this year. Hey, Sam's, Sam's, uh, isn't Sam's boy CJ McCollum? He's just like every blazer. Laid yeah. up a total he's, he's, dud in yeah, game everyone, four there. Everyone did. Except, I mean, Dame. Dame tried Dame to keep it out, but yeah. Well, I mean, the two series that I think everyone was expecting to see a straight sweep got straight sweeped, Cleveland and uh, Golden State. Yeah. Now, as of, uh, as of today, four ser- we got four series that are tied 2-2. Uh, the Clips in Utah, uh, the Spurs and the Grizz, uh, Washington and Atlanta, um, and... Uh, the Bulls and Celtics. And the Bulls and Celtics, yeah. yeah. So... I mean, I think what are we? What are we? Who? How many are we looking at going seven? Do you I think? Mean, I mean, we already addressed. I would not be surprised. If Boston just wins the next two. Boston, uh, Boston know, that, should that, win the next two. They're I, going home. I, f- I feel like the Bulls actually could have been a contender uh, with Rondo the way they were playing. Mm, contender, honestly, like out of the East, could have like been a contender. Cleveland. I, they, I mean, that starting five was awesome. Yeah, no depth. You got Paul no. Zipster and like Portis coming off. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And Denzel Valentine. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think Boston wins the next two. Yeah. And then uh, you look at the and then two the Jazz and Clippers again. More injuries. Yeah. You know Blake goes down every year. It's someone for the Clippers. Yeah. And Gobert's back. And Gobert's back. And you saw what happened. So <clears> I, I don't know. It's just tough for. I think it goes seven though. You think it goes seven? I think Cleveland wins at home. Oh, sorry, I think LA wins at home uh, next this game. Just on the back of Chris Paul taking over. Yeah. I mean, they actually could have easily won Game Four. And Joe Johnson had 11 straight points uh, for Utah in the fourth quarter. So I think I think Clippers, Jazz go get, go seven. I think Atlanta, Washington definitely go seven. Home yeah. team winning every game there. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I think goes seven. Yeah, Dwight Howard turning back the clock there. Yeah. 16 points, that, 15 rebounds. The that most was... beastly display of Howardism I think we've seen in quite some time. Like, and then Millsap too. Millsap stepping up with all the smack talk from Markeith Morris yeah. and having a, a few great games yeah. here. Who's, so. a, who's a crowd baby now, yo? Yeah, exactly. Well, Wall and Beal are actually just beasting, but then yeah. guys like Otto Porter regressed so much. Mm. Cortez is getting bitched by Dwight Howard. Has anyone Morris. seen Kelly Oubre? 
Yeah, no. He's not really playing, though. It's not yeah, really he on him. 20 minutes a game. No, it's not him. But it's, and it's not on Waller Beale either. It's the big men. Like, yeah. Gortat is getting bitched. Markeith is getting bitched. Yeah. And Otto Porter is not playing how he used to, you know, in the first half of the season, unfortunately. So I still, I still see it going seven. I, I hope Washington wins, but it'd also be kind of interesting. Man, but yeah, Schroeder's playing great. I mean, I know he, f- he fouled out in the first half, but he played great in the second half yeah. and, and had a lot of key, uh, key shots that he hit to, to help them win this last game. Atlanta, with, uh, you know, trading away a bunch of their superstars over the last, or letting them go, like uh, Horford and Corver and Teague, um, yeah. they, could, they could win this series, and they could actually upset Boston. Easy. Because their strength is in their in their big men, yeah. And Boston doesn't have a big man. They have a Horford, but Kelly Olynyk, Kelly Olynyk, Horford, like Amir Johnson. I think Paul Millsap and Dwight Howard take. Well, no, Amir Johnson not even playing really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. out of the rotation. Now, Ger- Gerald Green looks good though. Surprisingly, that move actually really paying yeah, off. Yeah. Now a series that has been super competitive that I don't think a lot of people have been talking about. Uh, have been the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Yeah, man. Memphis. How, how about that for data? <laughs> Social sports data, folks. That actually changed the entire series. Wait, are they... I want to know if they're actually like getting calls now. They were getting like, more calls. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. So the tirade worked. Yeah, the fact that Kawhi Leonard was shooting more free throws than the entire team for Memphis was just a joke. So, yeah. man, good on Fizdale. That was, that was amazing. Conley playing out of his mind. It's yeah. crazy to see Conley and Kawhi just going back and forth. <laughs> Conley... Uh, Playing sensational, plus twelve net rating so far this series. Yeah, Zebo turning back the clock too. Yeah, and Gasol just solid as usual, like just a solid, solid big man. So I still think San Antonio takes this, but, but I mean, man, they're played. getting they're getting no production, and some some of it like Manu Ginobili has zero points this series. That's he's, he's ins- done. that's insane. Yeah, there's yeah. I think game three, Tony Parker had zero points. Yeah, um, so Aldridge needs to step it up. Yeah, and all he seems interested in doing is shooting long twos, that's which a, that's, always, like, that's always Aldridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair, but it's not ideal. Yeah, so I, I mean, it is kind of anyone's game at this point. I'd love to see Memphis. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think of Memphis uh, throwing in Troy Daniels? You know, maybe another scorer shooter rather yeah. than like Wayne Seldon <laughs> playing so much. Wayne Seldon clearly not doing anything for them offensively, except in Game Three, he was hitting some corner threes. He was hitting some good corner threes. Not good enough yeah. to help your fantasy FanDuel team, but, <laughs> but he was hitting some shots. They just like they need Tony Allen back. Yeah, they really need Tony Allen back. He's not a scorer, but he's a he's a defender that can maybe slow down Kawhi a little bit. Speaking of dudes that are coming back, uh, Gordon Hayward uh, committed in for uh, Game Five uh, tonight. Uh, Jazz and Clippers. Yeah, I mean, kind of expected. It was just it was food poisoning. Yeah, I don't know how. But long I mean, Hayward back and the possibility of having Gobert back. Gobert is uh, back. He played yeah. last game. Yeah. Then uh, could this be the shift? Especially because I mean, you know, Blake's toe injury is actually going to take him like four or five months to uh, to heal up. Yeah. So just a shame for the Clippers. They never yeah. seem to get a fair. I know you. I know you hate them, but I mean, it's not. They never really get a fair shake with all their superstars going at it. So maybe if they hadn't locked one of their superstars in the house and not let him sign with the Dallas Mavericks, then basketball gods wouldn't be so angry at them. You don't do that. Who That's does that? Fair. That's fair. And the only reason they got uh, Elliot Cl- uh, Chris Paul is because they the vetoed yeah. veto trade to the Lakers. Yeah. So I just I don't know. The basketball gods and Steve Ballmer coming in. Come on, luckiest owner in the world. Get out of here. Go Utah. Gentlemen, the Chinese Basketball League's Beijing Ducks have released Stefan Marbury. Will Starberry make an NBA return? Is someone going to be that desperate to bring the man back? No. Man, I had no idea he was the shit in He's China. Will the heat? The shit. 
He's like, like a grade A. Uh, they have star. a statue of him outside their stadium in Beijing. Yeah, he, he. Most players, you wait until after your playing career to get a yeah. statue. You know, like Shaq and all the rest yeah. of them. But no, nope. he's, he's one of the most famous basketball players like ever. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he is like the he is the Jordan of China. <clears throat> yeah, he's unreal. I can't believe the Beijing and he t- led them to championships. Like, what is? Why are they releasing him? Uh, they they had a tough season last year, and he's forty. So they, anyways, they wanted to make a bunch of changes. They actually did offer him a deal, but to return as a coach, not as a player. Oh, and so he's he countered with offering to be a player and coach, like at the same time. Player coach, player so coach, like whatever. LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, yeah. And and they didn't take it, so now he's actually going to be looking for other offers from Chinese teams. So yeah. he's actually probably looking to to continue playing. But he must love it in Beijing because he says his home will remain he Beijing. It. He loves yeah. it. Insane. There were some really good articles on on kind of his tension with the NBA, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of being settled now. You know, Adam Silver invited him to come to New York and and watch basketball and like hang out. So like he's he's good. He's on good terms now with the NBA. So it's kind of like a feel good story because yeah. he kind of got sh- kicked out of the NBA. Yeah, he's ex- ex- excommunicated. Yeah, essentially like, just like black, a, blacklisted. A star, yeah, he has his shoe deal, which is I wish I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard about the Starbury shoes? So he just couldn't believe that um, you know these Jordans and Nikes were like costing kids like two hundred fifty bucks. So he made a shoe that was. A good shoe for twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. The Starberry shoes. So uh, he sold a little ton of those. Good for him. Good little feel good story. Absolutely. But no. no. But no. To answer your question, James is yeah. not coming back no. to the NBA. Oh, you know. I mean, the, with the D League, one never knows these days. There's there's enough uh, you know uh, aging veteran talent kicking around that uh, you know someone might be desperate to make one last call on. Yeah. Him, Amari Stoudemire. Although Stoudemire is essentially doing the same thing that Barbary is doing, but uh, in Israel, right. of all places. So. <clears throat> Gentlemen, moving on to Duncan's favorite subject. Here we go. Full contact golf. No. <laughs> uh, round two of the NHL playoffs kicking off this week. Uh, I want your picks, boys. I want, I want to know who you got, uh, starting off with the St. Louis Blues and the Nashville Predators. Yeah, because all of us saw this coming. Yeah, I didn't see that coming <laughs> at all. Yeah, Jake Allen, what? Minnesota, Chicago was like most people's picks. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But now after watching what Nashville did to Chicago, how do you not take Three them? goals in the, yeah, during the series? three goals. They were just so fast. Um, you can kind of see the boys picking it up at the end of the season there with like Arjo and Philip Forsberg, Renee coming into his own. Yeah, yeah. Forsberg had what like ten goals over a five game span. Yeah, he helped my fantasy team real nice. But everybody's the, but this good, you know. That's yeah, straight sweep and only giving up three goals. That's I've never seen that. Yeah, I mean, like we said last week, Pecker Rene had as many points as Chicago's leading scorer. So yeah. So I would take Nashville. Um, six games, Nashville and six. They're, they're too fast. You're thinking it's a, it's a full-blown roll? Six, it's six, even, six yeah. games. Six games yeah. yeah, I honestly think Nashville is the best team left in the West. I think they'll win pretty easily if they can beat St. Louis in less than six games. If it goes seven, I might be a little more worried. They don't have the best depth. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they've got great pieces up front at the back, and the fact that Pecorino has totally turned his season around. How do you think the Canadians fans are feeling about the P.K. Subban trade now? Yeah. yeah it sucks. They're, they're out. They get PK. to watch him now. Yeah. <laughs> I like those kind of storylines. Yeah, especially since Montreal only really has another year in their window with Weber. Um, getting older, he's only got one more year. So, and Are we going to start seeing a Canadians uh, you know, fire sale relatively soon? Cause, I mean, if they... Uh, Hey, as Don Cherry said, they're too small. You can't win with small guys who don't score. So this this is coming from a man. I don't know if you saw his suit. Oh man, that suit was. His, a tr- 
literally white suit with red paint splatter. It looked like he was Dexter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dexter. Was Straight, what yeah, I was thinking like of the Godfather or Dexter, just like yeah. full blown blood splatter. I mean, not to derail this too much more, but the issue for Montreal is they have players like Dano playing top six roles because they have zero depth. They they rely on players like Lekkonen to come in and be their big wing scorer. And I mean, he was in the AHL most of the year. And then, uh, sorry, for St. Louis, does Mike Yo deserve some credit for taking over this thing midway and yes. rallying them the way he did? Mike Honestly, Usually so. Yow! Especially because he beat uh, Minnesota. Old is, team, yeah. Old team, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know how they turned around Jake Allen's season. I mean, I know everyone said Broder came in as a goalie coach, and yeah. Yao just said, Broder, you handle goalies. I'm not going to touch it. You say who you want to start. But, I mean, Allen got sent home from a road trip and told just to go home and fix his head because he was that bad this year. And now all of a sudden he's got, what, 0.956? Some, you would know better than me, John, save percentage. Uh, it's, it's insane. I have no idea how they did it. But, yeah, good on them. Yeah, he played well. I watched the game six. No, game, was this game six? Did they beat yeah. them? Yeah, Minnesota, man, they were peppering. Like they were, I thought they were going to win that game. I, thought, I actually thought they were going to come back and win the series had yeah. they gotten a goal in overtime. But well, uh, Game one, no, sorry, that was game five. Was game five. But yeah, game one, they had, I think, 52 shots on net, and he stopped 51 of them, and yeah. that was just the most lopsided playoff game I've seen in some time. Gentlemen. Yeah. Help. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. You're Sunlight. So, I can't see. You're so needy. <laughs> Young Dar, straight vampire. Um, speaking of things that people were not expecting, uh, Anaheim and Edmonton. Who to thunk it? The Oilers are in round two. I think most the youth I, movement has paid off. I mean, we we called it yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, I could, we all talked about Anaheim sweeping Calgary. That was nice. They probably shouldn't have swept them, but no. they did. They didn't play well. Then, uh, man, Edmonton, fun to watch. Yeah, they're a fun team. I mean, they their biggest issue is their lack of depth and the defensive lines but I mean they got everything else Talbot is looking like a wall back there even though he played I think 73 games in the regular season no signs of fatigue there Uh, their forwards are deep they're big they're skilled I mean it's crazy but their defense is a worry what's weird for me is that they look like they're having fun it's you know you have a team full of kids that you would think the pressure of being in this situation would maybe be getting to them a little more but they're just you know it's like you know brushing off well they're playing with house money right nobody even thought they'd make the playoffs for sure. Yeah. And this is the first time in 11 years. The whole city is just there screaming their ass off. They really don't care if they get eliminated. Well, obviously, they want them to go go far, but they've exceeded all expectations. So, no Kassa- pressure. Kassassin just leaving, leaving them. The Kassassin, yeah. yeah. The Kassassin. But it'll be uh, the one matchup here will be Kessler versus McDavid. And yeah. I, I mean, McDavid's. To me, the second best player in the entire NHL, yeah. mm-hmm. but for some reason, I kind of give the edge to Kessler here to slow him down. Well, it's that veteran, it's that veteran, you know, Moxie. If yeah. anyone's going to be able to lock him up, it's going to be Kessler. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like the Ducks are getting Vatten and Fowler and Lindholm back for Game One. So, which was the one thing we worried about in the first round was yeah. how they were going to do without essentially all their top three defensemen. Yeah, I actually think the biggest matchup here uh, to keep an eye on is going to be Getzlaff against Nugent Hopkins. I just think Getzlaff's going to dominate him. Um, he matched up against Thornton for the last two games against San Jose, but it's come out now that Thornton played with a torn ACL and uh, MCL, yeah. so he couldn't even get leverage on faceoffs, for example. Yeah, and just as a as a bit of irony, uh, we talked about it last week that if the uh, San Jose Sharks won the Stanley Cup, the Canucks would get a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know where he actually got that injury? Playing us, playing the Canucks. Uh, damn. 
Canucks just can't catch a break anywhere. No. They can make breaks, though. Yes. Unfortunately, his name is Travis Green, so we'll see how long that lasts. Why? Why? Let's not, let's not talk about it. Gentlemen, Ottawa and New York. <clears throat> now, kind of Wait, a surpri- did, did we make our picks there? Oh, well, yeah. Um, what do you, who you got? I got Anaheim and seven. Yeah, I'll I got I got Oilers in seven. I figure I'm just going to bandwagon the shit out of this. <laughs> I'll take the Ducks in six. I think that they're a big matchup issue for Edmonton. Uh, I'm really excited for the Oilers fans, and I think they're going to be a dominant team of the Western Conference for the next decade. But I think Anaheim's got this one. Yeah, Ducks in six. The watching the last Oilers Ducks game the other regular season was unreal. Yeah, it was the most playoff atmosphere regular season game I've seen yeah. in a while. But again, Ducks lost on a gimmick three-on-three, which I think they were one of the worst three-on-three teams, and I thought they dominated the first 40 minutes of that yeah. game. So. so, And we're also cheering for the Ducks because uh, Duncan said he'll take me down to Anaheim for the Western Conference Finals if they, get if they win for my birthday, Aww. even though he's a Ducks fan. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, he's getting me a gift for himself. <laughs> that, 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 that's how brotherly love so works. So selfless. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, Ottawa and New York. A, uh, I think a surprise there too. I mean, it was such a toss-up between Ottawa and Boston. Yeah, yeah, it might not have been if Carlo Krug, McQuaid, Krejci were all healthy, but they weren't, and Ottawa's gone through. Yeah, I really don't care too much about this series, but I think uh, even though Ottawa was higher in the standings, the Rangers had more points than Ottawa. Yeah, and they're the better team. They have more depth. They've yeah. been here before. They have the better goalie. Uh, I'm backing King Henrik. I think, actually, I could see this game going into five. But I'll say, I'll say Rangers in six. Yeah, I'm going to take Rangers in six as well. I'm as much as I would like to get on the pro-Canadian bandwagon with the Senators, I just don't think they got it. Yeah, I don't see this going seven either. I think Rangers are by far the more complete team. I think Rangers in six. Yeah, the, I feel like they're better all over. The better, better depth, better in net. I don't know, Bobby Ryan, can he keep up the scoring for the, the Senators? He hadn't done it all year and suddenly turned it on for the playoffs. Not, so against, we'll, not against the King. So, yeah, exactly. So Yeah, I mean, actually, Ottawa's, I'm glad you brought up the goalies situation because Ottawa's biggest issue in the first series was that Anderson wasn't playing like Anderson played in the regular season. Nope. Yeah. Consensus, bitches. Rangers in, we said, yeah, I guess six, six, seven. Yeah, five, six, seven. So we gotta go get six. Five. Five point eight. Yeah. Uh, Definitely the most, uh, I think, interesting and impactful uh, playoff game to watch. Uh, the Caps and the Penguins. Are we going to see a repeat of last year? No. Man, right. Caps just can't. Like, they, get, they, they cannot can't, get over the hump, and every year he f- has to face Crosby. Exactly. Crosby. It just it comes back, and it, it's, it's again, for the, another year. It's Ovi versus Crosby. Man, I want Washington to win so badly. Ovechkin deserves it. He's given it his all for the last, I think, 13 years. He deserves to at least get a shot at the cup. Yeah. But if the Leafs' speed caused issues for the Capitals, I don't know how they're going to play against Crosby, Sheary, and Gensel. That first line is just way too quick and way too skilled. But I don't think they're going to... So, yeah, they got kind of the, the speed killed them, but they also ran into an incredibly hot goaltender in Anderson. With Matt Murray out, I don't see Fleury shutting the door for over a seven-game series. Not, at, not as well by far, I mean, if, especially because how middling Fleury's been over the course of the season. But also, Pittsburgh will score more goals than Toronto. Yeah, has. I mean, that's the thing. Pittsburgh can win in a 2-1 game if Fleury's on, or they can score six goals and no one would be shocked. Yeah. And the interesting thing about Anderson and Fleury is both goalies have a really high ceiling. I think Anderson's might be a little bit higher, um, but both are really inconsistent. I mean, we saw in the first game in Washington, Toronto, when Tom Wilson just took a harmless shot from the board 
rewards to win it in overtime. And that's yeah. the type of stuff that Anderson lets in every game, and Fleury does the same thing. So. That was probably the only bad goal he let in all series. Yeah. And he kept them in that game. They shouldn't have even been in overtime. For sure. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's uh, rock solid when he's on, but he lets in just these back-breaking goals, and it's tough. I mean, if, if ever they were going to do it, though, this, this is, is the year, year right? Penguins. Sure. I mean, it was the same reason that I picked the Blue Jackets over the Penguins. That didn't turn out so well. No. But. You guys are silly. Why would you do that? Come <laughs> on, guys. Penguins, never bet against them. But Pen- yeah, no, no, seven. No, no Latang. Right. You know, no Matt Murray. Kunitz uh, is out. Haglin. Haglin, yeah. So might be back, actually. I don't know. So Kunitz all, might be back. With all that being said, uh, Penguins in yeah. seven. Pen, pen, pens in seven. <laughs> yeah. I want Capitals in seven, but I think Penguins in six. Six? I'm, yeah. Wow. I'm going to say Capitals in seven. The heart versus the wallet. All, all of us want the Caps. Like you said, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good, you, you, you can't not feel for them in consideration. Yeah. But I don't know if the, uh, again, the wall is just too high. I mean, and also, it would just, not funny, but like it's, it's interesting to see like Crosby just beating Ovechkin in everything in life since they came into the league. I and mean, even before the league, like Crosby's won the juniors, he's won the Olympics, he's won the Stanley Cup, he's beaten Ovi like eight times in the playoffs. Yeah. Give Ovi this one. Just give him one. It'd be such a shame if they if they won and then they lost to like the Rangers. Finally gets over the hump and then he runs into another solid goaltender. Yeah, gentlemen, let's talk a little baseball. The uh, the dual weapon that is Madison Bumgarner is uh, out for an extended period. Okay. Uh, if uh, with a dirt bike accident of all things. Man, that's one that you're just sheepish about when you come back and report it to your. That's kind. Of, it's kind of. But in San Francisco, currently six and thirteen, and, and dead last. And well, dead, seven and thirteen. Sorry, seven they won uh, yesterday against the Dodgers. But uh, dead last in the division, and I believe this was the alternate year where they were supposed to actually uh, win the World Series. Yeah. Um, Irres- yeah, like irresponsible. 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 Badly behaved. But I mean, he, but can they? But can they? they deal with this they were already terrible still you know, yeah. prior to this so yeah. this definitely just just adds on to it i mean the the starters so far this year have the worst era in all of baseball at yeah. 5.02 their offense is averaging less than 3.7 runs a game that's atrocious yeah so a lot of other issues i you know this sure. just is the you know but they, but they had the players to, to turn it around i think especially with your ace being Bumgarner, who wins nine out of ten games but with him out for the next what six weeks, you said? Yeah, four weeks. Eight weeks. Like, I don't see. I don't see how they're going to get out of this hole. Um, it's early in the season, but I think you can probably stick a fork in them. Well, it's, it's interesting. Like we're three weeks in now, and it's getting to that point where you're beginning to see a certain amount of stability. Uh, traditionally, like uh, you know, Baltimore, New York, and, the, and and Boston are all sort of like stepping it up in uh, the AL East. Houston's consistently out there. Washington's finally like quit screwing around and is on top in the NL East. Uh, the Cubs are back where they belong at the top. So, it, uh, yeah, I mean, 7-13. and 13. But it's interesting, though, because the NL West is a weird one because it's still uh, the Dodgers, despite how they were the hot pick again for, like, the umpteenth year running, 9-11 uh, and still not in there. It's like Colorado and Arizona. Yeah. We, we talked about that previously, that, you know, you know, could they keep this up? And it, they appear to be, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I still think the Dodgers will probably Same. get it together here. Yeah. Who knows, though? I mean, the Giants and Dodgers are playing in a four-game series right now. Giants just won the first one. If they can, you know, sweep this thing, then that puts yeah, them right back in the thick of things. Yeah. We um, need our Mariners to get back. Blue Jays are done. We think we can call them done in that, in that division. 
Um, <clears throat> but hopefully the Mariners can pick it up here. They went on a five-game win streak, and now they lost three or four in a row. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, like, I like Cinderella stories, especially when it comes to players that come out of nowhere. And I think the biggest Cinderella story so far this year is Milwaukee Brewers first baseman uh, Eric Thames who recorded his ninth and 10th homers of the season. Uh, first, uh, second player in Brewers franchise history to total double digits in terms of homers in April, and is currently, I believe, on pace to actually break the home run record at this stage. Oh, wow. Not bad for a guy that spent the last three seasons playing baseball in South Korea. Mm-hmm. And not bad for a guy who's only costing you know, five mil a year on a three-year contract. That's yeah. Crazy. And, well, and that's the interesting thing, right, is that uh, will he actually be able to capitalize on this and end up making a decent amount of money? And will the Brewers actually spend it and guarantee that he'll then just become, like, crap for the remaining years on that uh, contract? Well, if the Brewers don't, someone else will if he's keeping up even half this pace, right? Yeah. But, but, I mean, a month is a small sample. We've definitely seen guys come before, you know, uh, rock out for a month and then not pan out. But uh, Tre- Trevor Story did no. this last year. Although he does have uh, Thames. He had a good end of the season. Though. Yeah. yeah, Thames does have a history though. He averaged uh, forty-one homers a year um, over the course of his uh, South Korean playing career. So I mean, the dude does at least have an understanding of the uh, hand-eye hitting ball coordination thing. For sure. Although tough to tell in those situations, you know, what's going to extrapolate hmm. to the MLB and what is just, you know, someone oh, no, hitting I, in I, an I, inferior league. Absolutely. But. I mean, you, um, I mean, the quality of pitching is hugely different um, between the, the Korean or even the Japanese league to but, a degree. So. But I did, I did read one interesting article on Eric Thames that said that there was one positive indicator for why he would continue to keep this up or at least, you know, continue to perform at a high level. And that is... Uh, comparing his plate discipline, uh, which they rated as number of swings at balls thrown at him outside of the strike zone. Mm. And apparently he's twice as good as he was before. His old score put him in the bottom 20, uh, 25th percentile, and now he's in the 98th percentile. Wow. So, uh, you know, looking looking pretty good on that indicator. So, so he's improving. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. How smart does uh, Brewer's management look after cutting Chris Carter, the strikeout and home run machine, who had 41 home runs, and replacing him with Thames? Yeah, yeah I don't think, for a, on a bargain. So I don't, not many people say Brewers management smart, yeah. but yeah, this <laughs> good is a, decision. This is a good decision on their part. Yeah. Gentlemen, a little bit of soccer before we uh, wrap it up for this week. Uh, after winning this weekend's Clasico with his 500th goal in a Barcelona uniform, is Lionel Messi the best player in football? You already know my answer. No. See. Si. No. See. Si. Come on, he scored it with... There was 10 men on the field for Real Madrid. There's oh, like, don't try to detract from the moment. There's only 10. There's only 10. Yeah, it's not like Ramos you ever gets red stop. cards. That was yeah. so out of character. <laughs> Come on, it was a tie game. They had them all. They had them. But that was an amazing goal, though. Yeah, he, he obviously has a lot of amazing goals in his yeah. career. But and after being bloodied earlier in the game, you know, catching the elbow to the face. Come on, he's a soccer player. Yeah. No, okay, I see a no, lot of soccer... No, he's, he's actually bleeding <laughs> from the face. He is a... Like, he's he traditionally a very white bread... Um, like, he, he doesn't get grimy. He doesn't get grimy. So yeah. I think that's what, uh, that's what well, kind of Well, he does financially one. with all his ties. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. a whole... Him, him and Neymar, you know. But. Yeah, listen, I mean, they're, what, they're tied at the table now? 
Yeah, they are. Uh, Madrid's got a game in hand, so yeah. I mean that was a big result. All of a sudden, the La Liga title is up for grabs. Well, let's 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 think about this. Real Madrid was obviously a little tired from winning their Champions League All match, they do is win. and they're going to be in the you know they're trying to get their third straight Champions League finals. Where Barcelona's been kicked out it, it every year. Just came out today, by the way. Uh, Gareth Bale, who they rushed back for El Clasico, is now out for the rest of the La Liga season and uh, the semifinal Champions why League. Why did so. they rush him? They can still win without him, but that that's, hurts. That's yeah, Mourinho and its desperation. Yeah, I mean he'll be back for the Champions League final if they make it there. But yeah, bad decision. Yeah, when do they when do they determine who they're playing in the semifinals? I don't know actually. Uh, yeah, I don't think they've yeah. done the draw yet. <coughs> but yeah, best player in the world. Uh, I don't know. There's other players I'd rather have over him. Who? Well, the Mbappe from Monaco right now, 18 Unreal. years old, Unreal. has five goals in four knockout games. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, but that's just if you're building a team from scratch. But, I mean, track record. Oh, so you, track so you, record, so you yeah. have one year, one team. You take Ronaldo, you take Messi, you take Neymar. Who do you take? Oh, I'd probably take Neymar, personally. I love Ronaldo. I'm definitely a Ronaldo fanboy. He's, he's got the, he's but he's, he's, he's got the miles on him. But I'm yeah, saying yeah. one year. You got one year. I'll take Neymar. Really? If I'm building from scratch, I'll take Neymar. What about if they were all in their prime same age? Who yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not saying build. You're building a team around. I'm saying you got like one like today or in their prime. Really? In their prime. In their prime. Sure. Yeah, in their prime, Ronaldo. In their prime, I'll take Ronaldo. Even now, you wouldn't take Ronaldo. No, I'd probably take Neymar. Have you seen what he did in Champions League? Yes. Yeah, but he he used to do that on the daily yeah. whereas now he does that maybe once a month and so you were asking uh, about the uh, Champions League draw it's actually been done oh. already the Battle of the Madrids oh no um, again May 2nd Real versus Atletico at least it's not the finals yeah. and then uh, Monaco Juve uh, which looks to be very interesting I think super nobody, interesting yeah, yeah. cool because nobody's ta- like nobody's <clears throat> talking about Juve and <laughs> I would know, love to see Monaco versus Real in the full, full blown Cinderella story that would that'd be six seven each leg. Yeah, if it was Monaco Real Madrid. I'll be in Monaco a week after the the Champions League final. That'd be a fun yeah. fun party there if they uh, if they won. Uh, gentlemen, what's coming up with Fans Unite that uh, people need to know about? Besides, of course, uh, the uh, fresh blog post from our squared circle scribe, Mister uh, Richard Waterhouse, four and zero on WWE pay per views this year. So I definitely go and uh, check out his uh, his thoughts on uh, was it WWE Payback? I believe is the uh, pay per view du jour this month. Yeah, I mean, he's making everyone money every week, so it's time to start backing him with your dollars. Pay the man. Exactly, and if you're not doing that, then why not register, sign up, wager some units, uh, go entail some of our picks, or if you don't like them, uh, make some contradictory picks, and uh, uh, and then let us know. And, you know. If you win, you can wave it in our face. Works for me. Indeed. App is coming, other interesting things coming. No, I mean, we... No? Uh, yeah, just the app. We kind no. of we slowed down. We've been building a couple of other things um, in the meantime. But yeah, yeah. Side so note: This was really bugging me. Chidobi Awuzi, the corner from Colorado. Yes, him. Yeah, he's gonna go top of the second round. I think I mean, he could even slip into the first. Anything else, boys? No, Money Hunter, Tyus Bowser. Oh yeah, who's your, who's your favorite names from uh, this yeah, year's yeah. NFL draft? I, I just Money Hunter. How you got Money Hunter? Yeah, yeah. and That's... you never go camping without your forest lamp. <laughs> You never go camping without your forest. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this has been yet another edition of the Fans Unite Huddle brought to you by Forest Lamps and Money Hunters because they are just the best names ever. Uh, I want to take a shout out, take a moment to shout out, as always, uh, Dev2 and Kobe and Kanye West. Uh, because he hasn't sent us any easy boosts, and I think the boys could probably use some new shoes. Shouts out to everyone in the Fans Unite chat room. We appreciate your support, as always. Uh, Shouts out to the Esports Massive. But uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, stadium, it's closed. Stadium, it's closed.